Welcome to Beyond Color, where artists and arts practitioners reflect on living through COVID-19, how they've coped and found support, their thoughts and feelings, until this point where they've opened a window unto themselves and a post-pandemic future. In today's episode, we hear from Margos Herrera, a singer-songwriter, producer, and educator living in New York City. Margos reflects on how isolation helped her to channel deeper and more meaningful connections. I was on tour in Mexico. My mom had an accident and I had I decided to stay an extra week in Mexico to postpone my my trip back to to go back home. Then we started hearing all this news for for that particular week in March, end of March and so we were having all these conversations, Alex and I, my husband and I, you know, should I go or do you come to Mexico? <laughs> what should we do? We started uh, hearing from, you know, from all our friends in New York, you know, that they were leaving the city. Then they said that they were going to close the border. So we understood what the dimension of this thing was. The day Alex took a flight to Mexico, they closed the border. I think for a month I was on on survival mode. What do I have to do to survive, to take care of my parents, uh, to protect my family? And then once we were settled, there was a, like silence. You couldn't feel or hear the the noise from the outer world. I mean, especially living in New York, you, there's always like a buzz going on. And it was beautiful, I have to say. It was beautiful because I... Um, I pause and I read a lot. I meditate a lot. I started to hear the birds, something that I didn't before. I had this conversation with my friend Paola Prestini, which is a, an incredible composer and very dear friend of mine um, that lives also in New York. She's the artistic director of this space, which is kind of like my, my home in New York that it's called National Sawdust in Williamsburg. Trying to understand what was going on, like really to see all this, you know, all this death and all this and how, however, everything was shaken. I mean, especially for U.S., you know, that everything is so organized and and all of a sudden uh, the world was on its knees. We shared exactly what we're sharing right now. What's your experience? And my experience was, was a deep connection to nature, deep connection with my husband and a deep connection with, with, with music. This conversation gave me purpose in the sense that we said, you know, let's, let's tell our story. And we created an album called Con Alma, which means with soul. And everything uh, started with an image of Remedios Varo, which is, was a painter from the surrealistic era. We invited the community around the world to share their own sound of isolation. Funny enough, a lot of these sounds of isolation had to do with nature and, and birds and appreciation of ourselves as, as part of nature. We use this time of isolation, of confinement, to create something new, to, to reflect on what we want to, how, how do we see ourselves coming out from this pandemic? And can we use this time to learn? 
doing that for eight months you know, with more than 30 collaborators around the world and musicians in Europe, in New York, in Mexico, orchestra, like a big orchestra in Mexico, kids choirs in New York, everyone from isolation recording to their iPhones, our sound engineers in New York, like they did an incredible job to, to mix and master everything that sounds actually incredible. And then because we couldn't present it live, we did a, like a virtual uh, presentation in December and it was great. This circumstance gave me appreciation, like deep gratitude for, for the life I live. I really acknowledge that I have chosen throughout my life to live by the things that I believe. If I ever had any doubt of, of my choices, uh, now I don't. One of the most important things is freedom of thought, freedom of creation, freedom of like physical freedom, um, the, the ability to travel the world and share my music. And by being confined, that was questioned. If you're not a singer traveling around the world, who are you? And it was very beautiful because I found like deep freedom within. After this uh, goes back to normal, I guess... I will continue with my life as it is because I love it to, to be in the world and get to know new people and all connected through music and for the love of music. And the only thing that I would modify <laughs> is to take things with less anxiety, I think. Being in New York creates a lot of anxiety. You need to be on top of your game and... Things happen very fast and you have to have your next album ready and you have to, you know, you have to be on top of things all the time, which is great because it's very stimulating and it gives you the drive to keep creating. But I think I'm in a point of my life after 26 years or whatever making music, I think I can be in a place where I can think with a different pace what I want to do and how I want to do it and how it manifests in the world uh, in the way I need it to be manifested. The nature of being an artist helped us to navigate throughout the pandemic because by nature to be an artist would be to be resilient. The being okay with being on top of your game and then, you know, ignore or to be on the best possible venue around the world, performing for the most incredible audience, and then a year without playing. There's something to learn about what technology has revealed throughout the pandemic um, and how music is presented to the world. Not that technology can replace the magic of live performances, because there's nothing that can replace that. But I think it can help to direct a more democratic way for presenters and artists and to have a healthier and vaster and more democratic flow of artists around the world. By surrendering to the moment and being positive, I think it opened up to, to possibilities. And I was able to use a beautiful venue in this beautiful town. And that's like the bright side.
right? Like the resolution, possibilities, like infrastructure to make things happen. But in the downside uh, was to see so much loss and so much loss of work, loss of hope, loss of people that lost their family. As an artist, you, you want to be out there for that too. How to bring people a little bit of a moment to, to enjoy music. We're in war. <laughs> what do you do when you, when you are in war, right? You want to be out there doing what you do, helping. I just wish that after, you know, when this is over, that we remember it. I tend to think, you know, maybe it's going to be like La Movida Madrileña uh, after the Frankism in Spain, that everybody wanted to be out in the streets and creating music and, you know, like, ah, maybe it's going to be like that. I don't know. But I hope we don't forget what we experienced. I hope we don't forget how important it's the human connection the importance of physical contact and the importance of live music. Let's not forget that artists have been out there during the pandemic, putting their souls and their energy to navigate this moment, but they live out of music. So hopefully the community and the presenters and everyone understand that the importance of, of, of artists in, in, in society, you know, and that they they need to be treated with dignity, they need to be nurtured with generosity so that can come back to the society in the same way. Magus's account highlights the redemptive nature of isolation, not only at an individual level, but also a collective one. Thank you, Magus, for sharing your journey with us. Born in Mexico City, Magos is heralded as one of the greatest contemporary interpreters of song by the Latin Jazz Network. She has served as a spokesperson for UN Women and champions and supports many other women-centric causes. You can find links to Magos's work on our website beyond-color.com. This is Malini, the creator and producer of the show. Our music and audio production is by Anurag and logo design by Hamsini. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. <laughs>